Welcome back. Like I just said a few seconds ago, this, the guys, it's, I'm so off. All right. It's the guys with the faces for radio and the voices for a silent movie. And, and clearly we are made for live. And this TV. is Sports and More with Chris and Tom. I'm Chris. He's Tom, as you well know. And here we go live in living color, not cult of personality ringing through our heads, but it is just the two of us in the same room. In the same room. And it is Tom's basement. Mine, yeah. This this is a real brick wall. I know a lot of people, like including you know my own coworkers, are like, "Is that a real wall behind you?" Yeah, it is. I can't confirm it is a real wall. Real. Yeah. So, all right. Well, let's get started. We have two people watching already. That is awesome. Thank you, you two people. I can't tell who you are right now, but we appreciate you. All right. Well. Let's go ahead and get right into it with the 2020 MLB season update as usual. And we have our standings. Chris, take it away with the standings. Yeah, sorry this looks weird because we're trying to do all the technology in one room. One room. So I'm working off an iPad, so this will be interesting. In the AL East, we have the Rays in first at 34-18 with about a three-and-a-half game lead over the Yankees with two with about eh, ten games to go, give or take how many. The White Sox hold a two-and-a-half game lead over the Twins, so the White Sox look like they will be clinching the Central sometime next week. And the Astros, pretty much, have, I mean, the A's have the West locked up all nice and pretty, like five-and-a-half game lead with about ten to go, so it's over. Call it. In the East, we have the Braves with a good, like, three-and-a-half-ish game lead over the Marlins. They probably will hold on and pick up the three-seed. The Cubbies, the Chicago Cubbies, are holding on strong in first place in the Central at about 30 and 20. They're kicking butt. Love it. And in the West, the team that has been the team since day one, the Dodgers, kicking butt, taking names, are at 37 and 15 with eight games to go. But that's only a three and a half game lead over the Padres. So just because the West is so strong yeah, this year, those two teams are fantastic, which means that the playoffs are right around the corner, and it's going to be fantastic to watch. Yep, really looking forward to the playoffs. So, um, Chris, appreciate the uh, standings breakdown for us, and now to our, our weekly season draft update. As Chris just said, the Cubs are in first place, so I'm just going to go ahead and take, take uh, the lead on, on, on mine. Yeah. So Cubs are in first place for the NL Central, so things are looking good there for mine. Yeah, yeah we don't have a pitcher who has uh, yeah. <laughs> DH in the game. I really highly doubt that's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. So it uh, doesn't look like I'm getting that one, but yeah. I've at least got the, the Cubs going now. Yeah. And my new favorite player, <laughs> sorry, Fernando Tatis, but... Luke Voigt of the Yankees has been killing it lately. He's the only player with 20-plus home runs as of this afternoon. Yep. So, um, but he's still, Chris, what you said, he's on pace for 24. 24 with nine games to go in their season. So he really needs to step it up if I want to have a chance. Um, but it doesn't look like I'm going to get that third one. Uh, would be nice to, to see someone hit 25, but we'll see. Um, Chris, take it away for your update because yeah. you've got some interesting uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, so I would say, Luke Voigt, if you want to pull a hammy and you sit out the rest of the season, that's fine with me, but well, that's whatever. That's your choice. But for me, the Astros, the cheaters, as I like to call them, were not being 30 times in 30 games, so that hap- that didn't happen. Sorry about that, guys. And we now have two no-nos happening this season, one by Lucas Giolito on August 25th, and then Alec Mills of the Chicago Cubs, the greatest team in the world. Sorry, all you other fans, but it's the Chicago Cubs. Went Chicago dominating the no-hitters yeah, this no, year. No, Love not, it. 
through it on September 13th. So just this past, I think it was like Monday, it happened. So it was fantastic to watch. And the standings, my other one, a 40-loss team, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the worst team on planet Earth when it comes to baseball, <laughs> are on pace to lose 42 games at 15-36. and 36. They have two games against the Cardinals right now. So this is the one time, all you Cardinals fans who want me to say this just once, I will say this. Go Cardinals. Uh, beat the Pirates. And it hurts to hear that. Yeah, I know. It hurts. And then the Pirates have a four-game series against the Cubs. So you want the Cubs to win the division. I want the Pirates to lose. This is the best of both worlds as <laughs> far as really I'm concerned. Is. It really <laughs> is. Um, but unfortunately, the, the Pirates losing, which is normally great, Fantastic. gives you the lead. And so we'll, we'll see. And Ren Wilson yeah. from yeah. Illinois College, our Woo! old friend, we do see your comment. Yeah. Go Braves. I mean, if they can, I mean, if the they most? can beat yeah. Do, do, do they play the Pirates? They don't, they don't. Oh, okay. I was going to say go Braves if they were going to play the Pirates yeah. to avoid some yeah. of that that uh, 40 loss stuff. But um, anyway, we appreciate you. How so. about they win the division and just take the 3 seed run? Sorry, we want the Cubs at the 2 seed. We're <laughs> just biased on this. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, we can't change that. But All right. Uh, so there's our, our 2020 MLB season update. Um, and so now uh, the main section yep. of this live stream and what will be a podcast because the audio for this is being recorded yep. and will be going up on Anchor mm-hmm. um, and our other listening platforms. It is going to be our uh, reaction to the NFL week one. So, Chris, yep. why don't you just lead us into into that? Yeah, over the last two weeks, Tom and I have given you guys our opinions on the potential division winners, playoff picture, and some of the week one games. And we've had some things happen since then. Right. Um so after watching some of the games and reviewing some of the games, it, it looks like um, <laughs> our, some of our picks are entirely wrong. Yeah. Um, mainly, I mean, I, I mean, there's, they're all over the board. Yeah, but uh, I mean, we'll, we'll get into some of that. But for one, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers showed out last week, and so our pick He's for the, the a bad <laughs> man. <laughs> So our pick for the Vikings dominating the the NL, uh, not the NL. Excuse me, I'm still on baseball here. The NFC, NFC North. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean that that yeah. certainly didn't happen last week. But yeah. anyway. But that may be a little bit too early. It is only week one. We can calm right. down a little bit, but we should let you guys know what we think is happening right now. Agreed. So, um, how are we going to do that? Because we're live and yeah. we want to do it quickly. So. so how about we know what we did with the MLB draft, and we just do like a coin flip, we then figure out who's going to go first, and we give three things we thought that was interesting that, you know, happened. Do you have a coin? Well. <laughs> we didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> This is how we do things. We do things on the job of the hat here. We are so low run, it's not even funny. Here, here's the hat half flip. Half flip. And no one called it. What, was that, what good did that do? What did that do? All right. On, on the, all right. You call it. Okay. Bob. This is tails. Wait, show this the camera. Is, show the camera. We have right. a camera on this. This is, this is tails. Right. This is heads. This is, we're obviously making this up on the fly and have no idea what's going on. I'm calling heads. I don't, know, heads. I don't know which one's heads anymore. Tails. All right. Tails never fails. Tails. Tom, you will take over what thing shocked you this week. Number one that shocked me the most was not that Tom Brady lost, but how flustered he looked. And for the first time in a long time, he actually looked worried um, and had this look on the sideline of, what have I done? <laughs> yeah, and okay. so it's, it's not that he lost because he's obviously lost in his career and will continue to lose because no player is perfect. No player has won every single single game that they've started. 
um, at, you know, over the tenure that yeah. he has had anyway, the, the length of time that he has had. Um, so I, I don't think that my reaction to week one is that, oh, no, Tom Brady lost. That's yeah. It's more he was all over the place trying to figure everything out, and he looked like a chicken with his head cut off. Oh, and, you know, it's, it's yeah. you know, to some degree, I understand that yeah. because it's his first week with um, a, a new team, and, it, you know, everything is kind of – different this yeah. year anyway but he did not look like the Tom Brady that we're used to seeing that was competent and um, performed at the highest level on the field so that was the biggest thing for me is not that he lost but the way that he lost yeah. okay so I have a rebuttal for that really quick we normally won't do a rebuttal but because this has been the major news in the media I had to say one thing is another quote from that bad man Aaron Rodgers he once said <laughs> Relax. I knew you were going to say it that, too. It was week one of the season. New team. So say it with me now. New team. New team. New offensive line. New offensive line. New weapons. New weapons. Short offseason. Short offseason. No preseason. No preseason. And you expected them to be perfect. Does that make any sense? I did not expect him to be perfect. Like I said, my shock was not that he lost. It was that he looked he looked uncomfortable when he lost. So this is for the sports media. It was I expected him to look not that good. I was expecting this. I if you told me he would throw a pass. There was a mis- miscommunication between him and a receiver. I said, like, yep, I see that happening. And I, I completely yeah. understand that. It's it's more like yeah. his response to his own performance. It's like he he looked like he was unprepared. Like once he got out there, like nothing was what yeah. he thought it was going to be. Right. And so that's that's more what I'm, I'm going off of. It's not that he lost because yeah. obviously, you know, he yeah. couldn't expect to win every game this season given that he's in a new location, yeah. new weapons, everything yeah. that you just said. But I, I think that what really – gave it away for me is that look on the sideline when he's sitting down on the bench looking defeated. Like yeah. he, this early in the season, I have never seen a defeated Tom Brady like that. I think it was the shock that the defense wasn't better. I think he was expecting the defense to play better, and they got swallowed by the Saints' offense. Part of that was his fault. He threw that pick six where he threw, sure, the, yeah. where he threw the ball late, or he threw it behind him. We don't know which because there's been two different stories. Right. I thought it was. I thought he threw it behind him. I don't want to say he threw a late or to the wrong. He did, did. He definitely threw the ball to the wrong guy in the screen. Was open on the other side of the play, but that's neither here nor there. Something went wrong. We don't know what, but it was clearly something went wrong. But that did happen. Right. Well, anyway, there's my my reaction to one of them. One of the to three. Week one. Um, I don't even know if I have three reactions to week one. It was kind of. I, I mean. It's whatever. But anyway, you, you can go ahead and give your one of yours okay. now, um, since I've I'm gone already. I'm, yeah. As a diehard Bears fan, as you all know, I grew up in the Burbs of Chi-Town. A good city on the best of days. A great sports town all the time. Yes. My Bears. My Bears. Can we trade Nick Foles and Mitchell Trubisky for one Joe Burrow? Well, that's what we need. We need a quarterback. And yes, his numbers do not look great. He's only throwing 5.5 and a quarter yards per attempt. Only 509 yards, but three touchdowns. 2-1 pick with a rushing score with... No O-line, one receiver, and one running back, and he looked fantastic in those games against the Browns and then against the Chargers where he led down the field to win the game, except for the fact that the Bungles are the Bungles, and A.J. Brown got called for an OPI that looked ridiculous in hindsight, and then the kicker pulled his calf, his right calf on the kick, and then his left calf hurt in the, in the <laughs> meeting. What happened? But he looks fantastic. He threw the ball 61 times against the Browns and looks great. And I'll play Baker in a loss. So I'll take Joe Burrow 
So, Ryan Pace, can we please trade <laughs> Mitch Trubisky and Nick Foles for Joe Burrow? I don't know if the Browns, the Bungles will take that pick because they're the Bungles, but can we make that happen, please? <laughs> and I'm not going to argue with that because, I mean, all I, all I know is, you know, the, the Mitch Trubisky that showed up for three quarters on Sunday is – um, it's the normal. I'm not gonna get your blood boiling. I know. I know. I should think it's, for those of you who don't know. I shut it off when he came out to start yeah. the third quarter. I was so ticked off. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and that's the normal, Mitch mm-hmm. Trubisky. I mean, that's that's yeah. that's what we are used to seeing. Um, but fourth quarter, Mitch was phenomenal oh, yeah. and saved his own job. Saved his so, job big time. <laughs> so I'll say, if we get a, if we get the first three quarters of Mitch the rest of the season, I agree with you. If we start getting more fourth quarter... I will change my opinion. I, will, I mean, I, I think a lot of people would. Yeah. But it's going to take a lot to change that. So I mean, considering on NBC Sports Network, Alex Brown, former Bears DN, Len Spriggs, former Bears linebacker, Owen Cruz, former Bears center, all said the same thing. They should have started Nick Foles. They should have benched Trubisky at halftime. And now they're like, well, we had no choice with the plan now because he won the game. We don't know how, but we're yeah. stuck with him now. So, well, Like we said, he kind of saved his yeah. own job. You can't not start yeah. him next week because he did yeah. so well. It, it would look terrible right. if, it, like, oh, yeah, you, you won, won the, the game, game. In, in the fourth quarter, and, but you're, you're going to sit this week. So, it, you know, that, that just does – I think it's more of a, yeah. a – um, You have no choice. Yeah. At, at that point, it's just – for PR and appearance sake, you yeah. you have to, even though a lot of the Bears fan base yeah. would like to see Nick Foles out there, given Trubisky's performance in, in the, the first, fourth. The first three quarters. <laughs> but, I mean, given his performance late in the game, yeah, I think yeah, that's what, we're what stuck. yeah, that's that's kind of why we're stuck next week. But um, And they're playing the Giants, so that's a, that's a gimme. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I mean, let's, let's talk about uh, my next reaction yeah. to the week, and that is... Um, Rogers, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, he's a, he's bad, a bad man. man. Um, so going into the season, the reason that we kind of wrote off um, the Packers, I did. And, uh, I did. You did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> I did. I'll think. I kind of, I kind of went with your lead, but yeah. the reason we kind of uh, wrote them off for the start of the season is going into the season, we really didn't see a lot of returning receiving weapons. No. Um, and so we thought that this was going to turn into more of a ground and pound offense um, uh, with Jones. Yeah. But and meaning uh, mostly seeing a, uh, the passes going to um, Devontae Adams. Which did. Happen. Which did. And I mean, <laughs> but he threw for 400 and something yards or 300 and, uh, and something It was yards. a lot of yards, a lot of touches. They scored 40 plus points. There's not much more you can play I think what uh, surprised me the most was the. Targets to Lazard and Valdez Scantling, and that really made a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, in addition to Adams, yeah. I mean, we expected Adams. He we was, just expected like everything to go to Adams. Yeah. But now, like you know, seeing Lazard and Scantling like be viable weapons yeah. on the offensive side, I think that that's going to make a huge difference going into the rest of the season. So that's that was the surprise for me is how early they showed themselves to be. Um, worth the yeah. targets that they're going to get the rest of the season and how little the uh, Vikings oh, defense, defense did in week one. That defense was so bad. It belonged in Pee Wee football. Gosh darn it. 
I mean, that's more, this is more of us saying Matt LaFleur and Guttekunst actually knew what they were doing in Green Bay, and we're shocked to say that because you'd rather not say that ever, ever, ever. I thought we were only going to talk nice about them at the end of the MLB season, but we have to give credit where credit is due. We're, we are, well, mostly adults. Except when I'm just when I'm going Debatable. off and just saying random nonsense, trying to get to laugh and break break, which is often my job. This is, I mean, <laughs> the number of times we have to take a break to recollect ourselves on a not live um, yeah. Yeah. stream of our our show is uncanny. We're not professionals, and it's clear. Yeah. Like we have day jobs, and that's the reason we're not making money off of no. this. This <laughs> one. <laughs> We have one person watching, and we appreciate you. Neil professionalism is up here. It is yeah. too high. <laughs> there is a high standard. We're trying to live up to that, but we're not. Yeah. We're not there. So, all right. Um, that's that's my number two. I don't even know if I can have a third reaction like that. Yeah. There was so much little stuff that um, that's probably it for me. But go ahead and share another right. one. So number you. two, the 49ers, our pick to win the NL West, the NFC West. Our pick to probably go to the Super Bowl for the NFC. Well. You may have gotten that one wrong. <laughs> they sure did not look, look good. good. Yeah. They lost to the Cardinals, who we talked about in our last podcast about how good they looked. They looked fantastic. On the other hand, Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, he does not deserve he does not deserve that nickname. He has not <laughs> earned that nickname because he missed another wide open receiver in the end zone, and he just threw it short. How do you short a wide open receiver in the end zone that cost that while the DB to Poke it away. Was he training with Mitch Trubisky? No, Trubisky underthrows and then overthrows. No, oh, that's right. He's the overthrow. He's the overthrow king. Garoppolo underthrows. He, he's, he's trying My not bad. to throw the pick. That's a bad sentence on him. And the other problem is the Seahawks won convincingly. The Colonels just beat them. And the Rams beat the Cowgirls, who are supposed to be better than them. And they just walled them. And so I was like, what are you supposed to do? I mean, you, the three teams are in your division beat one and one beat you. Yeah, that's all you can do. And... We just found out Richard Sherman out for three weeks. George Kill out for Sunday's game. You're missing a cornerback and your best option for throwing the football to. You're going to say that the tight end is is their best option on offense? Oh, clearly. How so? I mean, who, who else? Who else would you say is is the next best viable option? Debo Samuel. Mm, okay. They, and George Kill is their best option for throwing the football. He is their best offensive weapon they have. Okay. Run blocker. Pass catcher, he got rushing carries. They hand the ball off to him on jet sweeps. He's that good. <laughs> and he's All out. Right. So what are you supposed to do now? They're screwed. Okay. They're All screwed. right. That's, you know, I'll, I'll go along with that. I don't know if I agree with it, but um, I do. I mean, he, he does produce a lot. Yeah. Um, so I, I definitely see that he is going to be missed uh, during his timeout. But, I mean, we'll, we'll see how much. Oh. The difference he actually makes. I don't. I mean, it's, it's hard for me to say that a tight end is the number one weapon on oh. offense. I mean, it is George Kittle. Do I need to educate yourself? No, he's my education. No. I can do that right now. He's <laughs> <laughs> like Kyle Shanahan, West Coast offense. It predicates everything on the ball going to the tight end on play action fakes and him blocking. He's now out. There goes the offense. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, Regardless, they are going to be missing two weapons mm-hmm. offensively and defensively. So um, that's going to be real interesting to see going uh, over the next few weeks. Um, sorry, I'm just watching a spider crawl across my floor. So not that you all needed to know that, but <laughs> that's where my attention is right now. Um, and uh, the last one that we're actually going for to... You. For me? Yeah, all right, you, you picked my last one. Appreciate it. Um, 
the cults are who I thought they were, and are, are who Chris thought they were. Uh, <laughs> Winning! <laughs> and that is primarily from what you said earlier this year, that Philip Rivers' arm is is no longer elite. elite. And he's he does not make smart decisions on the field the way that he did consistently well, before. He never really did. But. I mean, he did enough to, to kind of get by. Um, but he's really not making solid decisions no, no. Um, right now. And so, I mean, th- there is... I mean, that's showing effects yeah, on the field. Yeah. So you can't really say that he's doing well when he's clearly yeah. not making yeah. the right decisions. His arm is not what it used yeah. to be. Um, and we're seeing two quarterbacks, Brady and and Rivers. Phillip Rivers, <laughs> coming to new teams. Mm-hmm. And so there is some expectation that they're going to, you know, there's a, sure. a ramp-up period, a break-in period, if you yeah. will. Um, but these are veteran quarterbacks who should be able to break themselves into a new team pretty quickly and, you know, know what to do and when to do it. So... Week two is going to be a big week for Philip Rivers to, to understand like where he is, uh, where he stands um, going into the rest of the season. Um, and Aaron uh, Schneider, Jawa, we, we do, uh, we we do saw, see your comment. We, yeah. Cardinals and Kyler Murray were my preseason Good NFC sleeper. Yes, absolutely. absolutely. That, I think a, you're right. A lot of people said that I didn't because I don't want to go into the hype too early. We've been burned before with that, so I was being cautious. So I, but apolog- I, think you are so I right. apologize are. that you are right. We're right. Credit is due, my friend. Yep. And by the way, the Colts lost in week one to a team that is tanking. They are tanking for Trevor Lawrence, and they lost to them. How bad can you be? I, I mean, that, that that just shows how uh, how little the Col- the Colts produced is like you know the the Jags are trying to, to lose, lose on to purpose. Get Trevor Lawrence. And now you end up, you know, with yeah. with one win. I mean, if you really wanted to get the number one pick, the guarantee to do that is just play all of your your new guys, the guys that came in the game. them all. Trade the guys away. And they still beat Philip Rivers and the Colts. Um, also, while we're on the, the topic of the Colts, um, I don't know if she she likes the page, but I have a friend. Um, uh, Zaina Medley is her uh, maiden name. Zaina Kindred. Um, is her married name? Her, her, and her husband, uh, Derek Kindred, who is a a safety for the Colts, oh. um, just had uh, their son, Derek no. Kindred the third. So congratulations to you again. I don't know if she she likes it, but I think it was or likes the page, but I think it was just yesterday. So congratulations, another uh, little Colt in uh, the world. So um, congratulations to the two of you. To Emily Pacini Pacini, who now the Emily Helmick, and to. The White, Zach White. Sorry, All guys. The two Colts fans that I know. Sorry, sorry, guys, but <laughs> they don't look too good. I mean, Gardner made you complete ninety-five percent of his passes. That's all you need to know about that defense. Gardner made you <laughs> throwing the ball to who, what, and I don't know. Complete ninety-five percent of his passes. If he's completing ninety-five percent of his passes and doing as well as he is, do they really want to tank? Do you, are they going to? Are they actually going to the rest of the yes, season? Yes, they're they, they're going to. Be, but will the Colts let them tank? Is another question entirely. <laughs> All right. So my final pick, the Jets. The Jets are worse than I thought they were going to be. Le'Veon Bell is out for another three weeks. Their offensive line is now consists of the Washington who a tight end named I don't know, a running back named uh, what. Their own line is protected by the positions of because, why, and I don't give a darn. <laughs> and their defense is filled with uh, with nothing. And their quarterback is Sam Darnold, who is a baby. 
because he's like 22 years old and there he's left with no one to throw the football to because that's a bad team. And their best offensive player plays in Carolina, Robbie Anderson. You know, I've seen him there. Their best defensive player plays in Seattle with the Seahawks. So that's like what happens when you are a bad organization. So what you're saying is Abbott and Costello are running the, the Jets right now. Um, oh, and, and going back to the, the Colts real quick, um, Aaron, would you see your comment about um, speaking in, in hindsight uh, about the Colts' lock for the playoffs? Um, yeah, we'll see how that – <laughs> how that plays out the rest of the season. I, I would like to see them do better. Um, but yeah, I mean, after seeing that first week performance, I don't know if that's going to happen. That was kind of a shocker for me too, yeah. that they that it was that different from what we expected. And uh, uh, man, Matt, yeah. Matt well, for your comment, very true. We've seen it a lot in yeah, the, well, uh, the NFL. A USC quarterback, another USC quarterback, in you know, Sam Darnold, um, being overestimated coming into the you, You've got, you know, uh, Matt Leinert. Uh, Mark Sanchez. And Sanchez went to an AFC title game. <laughs> well, he went to an AFC well, title game, man. But, but tell me, is he known for going to an AFC title game? For fun, he's known he's for, for running into ball. someone's anus and dropping a ball. <laughs> Easy there, pal. Um, and then we've got uh, uh, Matt Barkley, who, oh, uh, I mean. He was not, he, no one thought he was going to be good. No, but, be but, but still, he was a, he was a yeah. solid quarterback in college. Another USC solid quarterback that came into the league and flopped. For, I mean, for yeah. all intents and purposes, flopped. And so, yeah, I, I mean, I, I have to agree that Darnold had a high expectation for him coming right. into um, the league, yeah. and he's not lived up to that. To be fair, he's a thick, thick, trunky kid with a Midwestern ethos, <laughs> giving you the Colin Cowardisms all in a row right there for you guys. And he's playing for a bad organization. So I think we thought he was going to be good, but he's playing for the Jets. The Jets know how to do one thing. Lose. <laughs> And that's our fault for thinking that they might win five games. That's on us at that at this point. We and, thought they were win five games. And Le'Veon Bell being out really that's that, that was that was one of my fantasy keepers from that one league that's that not I'm, not I'm in. And so that just shows how little I had in yeah. my keeper league. Yeah, and also, you know that that I mean, it's what good is it doing me now? So and it's it's not not worth much if he's out. So. Yeah. Um, I really just wasted a, a keeper. Could have, but who else did I keep? I kept Juju Smith Schuster. That's a good one. That's a good, that's one. A good one. But I had no one else, and so I had to go with Bell because he was he you was the no one, one who else? was going to get the no no one no, no one worth no one worth the time that I couldn't have gotten again. So you so, had the backup halfback for the Jets, and no one is their backup halfback. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> and Abbott and Costello <laughs> run my fantasy league. So, <laughs> all right. Um, I had to, guys. I thought of that the second I saw their team. Like, oh, that's who, what, I don't know. And they have because and why on the low one. This is fantastic. Right. <laughs> it seems just that bad. I don't know who's playing their team. We're just uh, we're, we're seeing a whole lot of confusion on the field and, and not the, the same amount of production that you would expect well, to see. And their coach is Lou Abbott at this point because, that, because Adam Gase looks clueless. That's yeah. what he's doing out there. Yeah. Um. So you got anything else to share for the season, or uh, are we we gonna move? It's on only to... week one. We'll see what happens. Maybe the Colts will surprise us and go eight and eight and make the playoffs. Which that's how well I think about that. Eight and eight and make the playoffs, and maybe the next or not a total loss. Maybe, maybe, maybe. We'll maybe. see. Only time will tell. And maybe the Vikings turn it around. We hope they don't because we're Bears fans. And maybe Green Bay was an aberration, which we hope because we're Bears fans. <laughs> <laughs> we kind of have to. Uh, because we're, we're only going to be nice for five minutes this season. Aside from respecting, yeah, you know, yeah. the, the credit where it's due yeah. for, for what Rodgers did that first week. Yeah, yeah. But later on, this yeah. after the MLB season, or at least the regular season, yeah. 
Uh, that's when we actually have to be like nice. You want to be nice. I'm winning this oh, draft. No. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm hoping for now is a tie. No. Go Cardinals, beat them uh, Pirates. Don't even say that. And that go to Cubs, go sweep them Pirates, get them to 40 losses, and I can celebrate. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know about celebrating the uh, you know Cardinals win, but what I can celebrate is the Big Ten is back, baby. <laughs> Just heard earlier, uh, you know, a couple days ago, yesterday. Um, Big Ten is going to be starting a season eight weeks yeah. or eight games over eight weeks, starting October twenty fourth, yeah. um, yeah. ending this with a conference championship game December nineteenth, which falls in line with the other conference championships for um, SEC, yeah. ACC. Um, I mean, it, pretty much. Does Big Twelve have one now? I don't Big Twelve, yeah, that's they, right. They, 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 they do. One? Yeah, I can't right. remember. I can't remember. Pretty much everyone in the Power Five except they have for Pac twelve. Uh, you know. There's everyone um, in the yeah. Power Five except for the Pac-12, which is, you know, it is what it is this year. Uh, and that was the decision. We will go there. <laughs> We're, we will go there eventually, but um, that's the decision that was made this year, and they have to <clears throat> they have to live with it for now. But um, sucks to suck. I mean. We're seeing football, and that's good. That's all I care about is yeah. that we have we have college football back. So, um, I mean, it's it's going to be exciting. We we get Midwest football back. Yeah. We get um, you know uh, Wisconsin. We get Illinois. We get all the. Oh, don't throw Illinois. Well, that's, 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 that's bad right. football. That's bad football. We, we didn't need that. My my dad's an Illinois fan. I gotta throw it I out there. They're my football team for for a college football, <laughs> and I don't really want to say that they're a good team, even though they have Lovey Smith as a head coach, who was like the third best Bears coach in their history. We'll get into that another time. Another time, buddy. but uh, regardless, um, regardless of what the season actually turns out to be in the Big Ten, what we can be excited about is they're actually playing, and that's what matters to me. And maybe we need to give them some backstory as to what happened first. So the Big Ten, um, they decided, you know, amongst several other conferences yep. outside of the Power Five and within yep. it, um, to initially canceled their season yeah, on August 11th. On August 11th, they canceled the season uh, because of the COVID situation that we're in. And, um, you know, that, that was the decision that was made. And they thought that that was going to be the, the majority going they forward. Pac-12 and ACC. Pac-12, ACC at what, least. They, I don't they, think anyone expected no. the Big 12 or the SEC to uh, change. Some thought the Big 12 might. They were undecided. The we, SEC we, was we got, solid, we, Which I said, there's no way. This is, you're talking about Texas. Nebraska, you're talking about the Texas area? They're not quitting football. Are you kidding me? They'd rather shoot their legs off before they stop exactly. playing football. Come exactly. On. So, uh, <laughs> and I see, Dad, I'm not trying to rag sorry. on you. I'm We're sorry. not trying to rag on you. We have to be honest. <laughs> but, um, even though like they beat Wisconsin last year, we shot. They did. The world. And, and then played jump around. I'm not going to lie. That was pretty awesome. So, <laughs> um, but it's, it is going to be cool to see them, see them playing when we didn't expect it. Um, and you know there were there were some threats of lawsuits from players. I think a few actually did file I lawsuits because they were not. Yeah. They claimed that the Big Ten was not uh, was taking away an opportunity to prepare yeah. for the pros, which in I mean they, they kind of in a sense were, but they they yeah. always claimed that it was in the best interest for the players, yeah. and they will uh, hang on to that and forever yeah. and. I think that, you know, keeping the players in mind, safety is obviously a concern. But seeing that other conferences are doing, are playing, I think that was when maybe they should have said, all right, let's look into what a season could look like and maybe get an unaccelerated timeline. Didn't happen as as soon as we would expect, but it was just Thursday this week or Friday that it got announced. I think it was 
Thursday. September 16th. That would have been Wednesday. Wednesday that the um, the decision was made to go forward with the season, and that is going to start October 24th. Yes. And that was announced, I think, today or last night. I don't last know. night. Last that, night. That part was announced last night. So the decision to go forward with the season was made earlier this week, yeah. Wednesday, um, starting play the 24th. Um, I don't believe that we'll see fans at the games, um, even though we saw some limited fans, you know, at like uh, at you know SEC yeah. games and Notre Dame, and um, so I, I think that even without fans, it's good that we're getting football back. Yeah. Um, and so personally, I don't care what the season looks yeah. like for any right. Big Ten team. Yeah. Obviously, you know, we got U of I in my family, yeah. we got uh, Wisconsin on my other Wisconsin. side of the family, Wisconsin, um, the the Badgers, but. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, dude. It's like Minnesota and the Gophers. Oh, not quite that bad. <laughs> but the, I mean, but we're seeing football back at, at a time that, um, you know, U, U of I and Nebraska and Wisconsin and Rutgers, for whoever's a Rutgers fan, um, thought that there was not going to be football. So we can hold on to that. Um, but I did have one thing that I wanted to bring up is, you know, in your opinion, and I honestly want to know. Oh, yeah. Does and this is not me trying to you know put a leading question out there. Is an eight and zero Big Ten team better than a one loss SEC team? Because I'm not going to argue that the ACC is stronger than the Big Ten because <laughs> no, it's not. Really I'm not, not going to argue that the Big Twelve is stronger than the than the uh, Big yeah, Ten yeah. is. Maybe in prior yeah, years, yeah, but no, not, yeah, not anymore. It, it really would. Yeah. But um, as far as strength of conference, you get a lot of strong yeah, yeah. teams in that conference. You have Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, um, Ohio State, and Iowa. The Ohio State. The Ohio State you, you and the Iowa as widely considered yeah. the strongest in yeah. the conference. Mm-hmm. And then you have other solid teams yeah. who are kind of in the middle yeah. range of that right. conference. So, you know, if – a team did not play all of those, yep. um, you know, top five is what we'll call them. You know, that's widely considered among yeah. um, analysts around uh, the sports universe. If they did not play all of those teams, or even if they did, are they better? That is an eight and Big Ten team better than an eleven and one SEC team? Okay, so I want to say first, it depends on the team. If it's Ohio State, you put them in. You have Justin. <laughs> you have Justin Fields on the field. Dude. But he's the number two quarterback to be drafted, possibly by in the NFL, and he's really, really talented. And you cannot, cannot put all take all out of the equation. Otherwise, there's gonna be a lot of angry Buckeyes fans, and they were pretty much the one banging the drum trying to get the Big Ten up. And you do yeah. not want that pressure. And they're right. a dang good team. So, and if you look at previous bowl records, Big Ten is 19-17 over the last four years. Which is mm-hmm. good considering that they have a lot of sub teams that make it and they were still bouncing 500. And the SEC is 23 and 18, which is five games over 500, which was saved because in 2019 they went like 7 and 2. So they were 500 up until last season. So they're about even with the Big Ten in terms of level of play. Right. And after thinking about it more, like if I would have asked myself this question a week ago, it would have been like, well, you know, it's eight games versus 12, 12 and how are we going to compare? Uh, you know, eight to twelve when they yeah. didn't start the season, right. but um, I, I think I agree because you know we're, we're going to see a lot of those stronger yeah. teams. Big Ten is not a slouch conference, no, it's not. and so I think I truly think that if you know we see um, Ohio State and yes, uh, uh, Dad, we see you know he said let's face it, it's the Ohio State and the rest. Pretty much, you know, 
it's, I, I think fair. if we see Ohio State go eight and zero this year, yeah. I expect them to be a the number one. I, a strong eight. I, 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 I spank do. Michigan like by twenty points like they normally do. And I think that they probably will. <laughs> I I truly expect to see like an eight and zero Big yeah. Ten team, mm-hmm. like in Ohio State, be the number one or number two yeah. in the college football playoff. Um, they probably I mean, be the, they would be the four seed. To be honest with you, you can't put them above a twelve and zero team in ACC or SEC. Well, and, and right yeah. when you're talking about twelve and zero versus eight and zero, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But when you're talking about eleven one yeah, versus yeah. eight and zero, I think you have to put the undefeated team yeah. in the number one or number two spot. Yeah. Given right. that they did not lose right. and they did, I mean, obviously, strength of schedule is going to be brought in, yeah. and, and that's a huge part of it. But um, I, I think when you're looking at in general the strength of Big Ten schedules, um, you know that tends to rank them higher. In, in a lot of ways than some SEC teams because, you know, the bottom half of the SEC is is pretty lackluster. Yeah, no, I mean, especially, I'm not going to name teams, but uh, you can make your own decision of who you think <laughs> is the, the bottom half of the SEC. But, I mean, you, you have LSU and and Georgia, Bama, and and Georgia, Georgia, Georgia as, as the top three of and the LSU, SEC, and that's uncontested. Yeah, yeah. LSU might not be that good this year. But they just lost Joey Burrow. But still, in general, yeah. in general, it's widely considered yeah. to be the, the you know top three yeah. teams. Um, and then the bottom, it's kind of like the Big Ten, where you have Ohio State and a couple of others, and the rest of the the conference. So, but I think we're seeing more strength come out of the Big Ten mm-hmm. than the bottom part of the SEC. Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's, it'll be tough. Like if Ohio State plays like, all the big teams, they play Michigan and they play Wisconsin, they play Minnesota, and this was a, a fringe team, but they play Iowa and they play all those big games and they win them all. You gotta put them in. There's no choice in the matter. Yeah, absolutely. All right, so that is our um, that is our reaction to the Big Ten being back. Um, so once again, it's just good to see football back in some of those schools that are closer hit closer to home. Um, and Chris, you rightfully won the uh, the Pickums in Week One. So what was my record? Five and zero. Five and zero in Week One NFL Pickums because. All right, I knew the Browns were going to lose. And by the way, we're going to stop the Browns puns because you guys find out the whole Odell thing was not what we thought it was. It was, it was made up, so, so the Browns puns are, are over. Sorry. Uh, it, I know it stinks, but you know, it's a, <laughs> that's, that's the last one. That's the last one, last I promise. Um, but your your reward for winning is a two-minute speech uh, on anything you want right. that I can't say anything about, and I will not. So I'm going to give you the floor for... Two minutes or minute or whatever you want um, to just talk about whatever it is. So I have no idea what this is. He wouldn't tell me about it. So um, you'll be just as surprised as I am. And I can't say anything about it. So so here you go. We know we don't talk politics on the show, but we do have an election coming up. And I thought it was good. We answer the one question we ask every four years. Why are these the two options we have? Why is it these two bums? Why is it these two idiots? Or if you want to use the Jeff Dunham... Uh, Walter quote from his spe- uh, special politically incorrect. It's like you're looking down at the bar right before closing time, and you're like, "Is that it? Is this all we get to choose from? Can this be like poke? Can we just fold and start again, please?" <laughs> okay, sorry, I'm trying not to react too much right now. I mean, I don't believe that's completely accurate this year, but it does feel like it because it's like these are just ridiculous candidates. Sometimes it just seems odd, but. Part of that problem is the American voter, and we're like drunk drivers every 48 years. We weave to the right, and then we weave to the left. We weave to the right, and we weave to the left. And we're not known for choosing logical, rational, rational, rational people. We're just not known for that. My favorite example. 
my favorite man, as you know, I've talked about a lot. Yeah. The Henry Clay. He, I will defend that man as the best congressman to ever exist in U.S. history. He was part of the Democratic Republican Party, then went to the National Republican Party, started the Whig Party, and then ended up as, which morphed into the Republican Party after his death. He was the seventh Speaker of the House. He was the ninth Secretary of State under John Quincy Adams. You know, John Quincy Adams, for those of you who don't know, he got put, he only served for one term, got a gag order placed on him in the House of Representatives. He kept bringing up how we need to abolish slavery. And he was the big part of that problem with the Senate just saying, no, we don't want to talk about this. He ran, Henry Clay ran three different times for presidency in 1824, 1832, and 1844. And he also tried to run 1840 and 1848 and did not come close to any of those presidential nominations. He was known as the great compromiser who helped negotiate three different things that were some of the biggest pieces of uh, compromise that we ever have in our history. The Missouri Compromise, the Tariff of 1833, which helped to lower the tariffs and foreign goods, but also keep them high enough to make everyone else feel good about themselves in America. And then the Compromise of 1850, which would have ended slavery without a civil war had the South not realized what he had done. <laughs> he is largely considered to be the fifth greatest senator of all time and one of the four most influential politicians to never be president. Despite all those accolades, accomplishments, and some posthumously, never was president, never got close, never was really in the conversation. And I can only surmise it's because he was a compromiser. And the American people, we don't like that. We can't this country because we refuse to compromise in England. We refuse to compromise everywhere else. And we like the idea of being strong and fighting with a dedication to ideas and without compromising those ideas, whatever. And that wasn't Henry Clay. That's just how it is. So remember, when you're going to the poll thinking, is this it? These are options? It's our fault. <laughs> All right. Well... I had to say it, people, but it, it, it is our fault. We, we voted for this nonsense. <laughs> All right, well, um, that's what we get for me making terrible picks. Not that I would have done anything better, but uh, appreciate you sharing your thoughts, and I just hope that I can pull something out next week so that I can talk and have... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, have we, you... I, it's not political. I'm just saying we have a election come up. we got to discuss these things and why we have sure, this issue. Sure, absolutely. Um, sorry, I'm working with you. Is, is it? Yes. Um, Thank you, Jawa. Thank you, my man. Thank you for agreeing with me. Good historical yeah. figure. So, well, all right. Well, I appreciate that. A little bit of a history lesson yeah. to, for me, too, because um, I didn't know all of, you know, what you talked about with, with a Henry Clay. APUS history, So, man. Um, I appreciate you going into detail with that. Um, but, uh, like I said, I'm not going to be able to rebut anything no. that, that you said or, no. or going against it, and not that I would, but um, anyway, uh, looking forward to... Next week, um, when we, when I hopefully get the chance, you're up one zero. I mean, right I'm, now. I'm up one zero. The, the Bungles lost <laughs> the, the, the Browns. The Bungles. And so we'll see. We'll see. I don't know. I don't feel terribly confident about my other picks, even though I tried to defend them earlier this week. But um, nevertheless, they're who I've got, and we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but uh, anyway, you were gonna say. Yeah, we. We will probably have another live stream coming from Sunday next week with, your t- with Tom's sake. Tom's sake. No, I leaned out of screen there. But we'll figure um, it out sometime down the road. We don't know when yet. Yeah, we'll figure it out. I uh, don't know if uh, if we're going to do a live stream again soon or when that's going to yeah. be. Like, you know, we obviously want to, but, obvi- you know, it, it, a lot of it comes down to 
scheduling and timing and um you know i have i have a, a family at home and so yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to uh, work around with the different yeah. schedules yeah. and stuff like that so uh yeah. we'll see when it works out but uh this was fun tonight oh yeah and it was uh, fun doing it at the halftime of the chiefs yeah. texans game so I, I mean if you guys are liking this then we'll keep doing that again um sometime soon yeah. we'll, we'll we'll definitely try to keep bringing you new podcast but as far as facebook lives i think that um we're onto something good here hopefully you all do too uh, at least when i don't talk bad about the illini i'll take i'll take the heat too so. <laughs> I'm yeah it's his fault he'll hey, take the heat hey, i'll take i'll take the heat I, and i will defend myself to talking bad about it i have no cares i've gone into st louis Wearing full cup stuff to Cardinals versus the Pirates because I am an ordinary son of a gun when it comes to baseball. Well, you have a death wish. And <laughs> I have not died yet. Not yet. You're still here, I'm witnessing it. But um, anyway, uh, we'll be we'll be looking at out for that. You'll be looking out for that coming up soon. We will too. We'll be looking out for <laughs> well, some uh, some good times to reach yeah. out to you all. But um, until then. Please keep reaching out to us on uh, our on our Facebook page and the emails. Um, you know, we only have the one I think thus far, maybe two. Um, I'm really just saying that because I hope there's another one waiting for us after the end of the show. Um, and then uh, you know, keep responding to our our Facebook page and give us feedback on whether this is working for you. Um, I know that this one was quite a bit longer than our last one, but this is ultimately going to be the podcast that gets posted. So that's why it's longer is now we're not doing a separate recording. It's all in one. And we won't do this the same way every time. But at least this time, I think it worked out well for us since you were here anyway. We are visiting for the weekend. Um, So... Please look out for those um, and, and our normal normal yeah. posts going into the week. Yeah, and our email is sportsandmore with ct at gmail.com. That's a capital C, capital T. If you have any questions, once again, it's sportsandmore with ct, capital C, capital T at gmail.com. Yep, and uh, look out for this on Anchor um, in the next couple of days and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Pocket Casts and all sorts of other all sorts of other casts. There's like seven, I think seven yeah, platforms think seven that, that we, we have we out can't there. Check them all. Um, because but, some sometimes they just get added throughout the week. But wherever you get your podcast, as long as it's not Apple yeah. Podcasts, because we're not out there yet, um, please check us out. Sports and more with Chris and Tom, and you'll find this episode coming up pretty soon. Um, also look for, look out for the next Tom, yeah. Tom's take. Yeah. But until we get the next uh, stuff out there, the next post, the next. Yeah podcast the next interaction that we have with you as always we want you to stay safe and healthy sports and more with chris and tom was brought to you by no one all non-original thoughts and ideas were properly noted in each segment Thank you.